This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The athletes on Team USA have our full support. We will be behind them 100% as we cheer them on from home, but we will not be contributing to the fanfare of the games. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Jen Well, sit down, Jen. Sit down. Wait, go make me a sandwich and sit down. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And, uh, six minutes after nine, it's the Sean Show. I'm Sean. And the phone lines are open. Uh, whatever you'd like to talk about. We've got a few things to discuss today. It, it is Pearl Harbor Day. It's been 80 years uh, since that fateful day in American history and world history. And, you know, they're called the greatest generation because at that moment, that generation of Americans really did come together at every stinking level. Whether you're talking about munitions, factory work, uh, selling bonds, whether you signed up, uh, as Trey pointed out, a lot of young men signed up and lied about their age so they could, so they could go uh, into the military and fight the, for, the Axis powers. Um, because we were we were not a superpower prior to Pearl Harbor. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're not a, a huge part of World War One, uh, which was mostly a, a European uh, venture. We, we, you know, we we were those silly Americans riding around on their on their, on their horses. <laughs> you know, we certainly were not taken seriously as a nation until World War Two and going into overdrive. After Pearl Harbor, you know, then in a sense, people saw who we really are. Let me ask you this, though. Would that be possible today? Because, yeah, everybody, I mean, kids were working in factories. Women were working in factories. Old people were working in factories. Anybody who could not be in the military was pretty much doing something, right, in this country towards the war effort. Effort uh, Rationing was going on. Do you think it would be possible today? With uh, folks uh, relatively uh, of that same age, uh, late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, or just uh, the country in general, do you think we'd be able to pull that off? Because after 9-11, I thought, well, yeah, we can. But that didn't last long, did it? (laughs) And September 11th was way before... Uh, these stupid phones became as important to us as they are now, way before social media and, and just the way we communicate with each other now and the way we live our lives, which is heavily uh, heavily woven, if you will, into freaking social media and con- media content. Would we be able to pull that off today? I don't think so. I'm not saying everybody is, is uh, a narcissist and everybody's just too busy staring at their phones. Okay, it's a broad brush. Certainly I'm painting with a broad brush. But this is the era where if somebody is getting the crap beat out of them uh, in the middle of the street, or if somebody is getting, if a woman is getting raped on a subway train, instead of anybody intervening to do something about that, we hold up our stinking phones and get it on video, right? We're a nation of rubberneckers. And so I wonder if, you know, seriously, think about 210-599-5555. Do you think we'd be capable of coming together like that in a time of need, a moment of crisis? Because when Pearl Harbor happened, everybody here knew what to do. Everybody knew that they were going to do something in regards to this and be a part of this. Chris, it was like one big, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) You know, and uh, and Trey is right. You know, had we not intervened and became what we became in the the remaining years of World War II, this this old planet would look a hell of a lot different than it does now. Certainly, it would. But what are your thoughts on that? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It is also sad that uh, you know, eighty years on from Pearl Harbor, a lot of our vets are are passing away. They're in their nineties. 
they're in their 90s. And I have a, I guess what you call an ex-family member, a family member who was a family member because of my my first marriage. He was my first, uh, one of my, I had two fathers-in-law, so he was my, fa- my father-in-law. And he was there on Omaha Beach. He was a Ford Observer. And it was probably about, I don't know, 15, almost 20 years ago when uh, we're all sitting around the dinner table. He'd never talked about World War II. That generation doesn't tend to talk about it or gloat about it or anything like that. And he just started talking about, you know, uh, being on Omaha Beach. And it's a shame that we're losing our vets from World War II because listening to them talk about their experiences, it's pure history coming out of that person's mouth. It's pure history. You figure from maybe you could you could throw the uh, Korean War in, but from Vietnam onward, we had the technical means to, in a sense, record war, right, in a much more profound way than with newsreels uh, and and you know whatever photography was manageable uh, in World War One. Uh, from Vietnam on, we can see what war looks like. We can see what certain events are like. And even now, you go from uh, you go from uh, 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 9-11 on, and there is our Pearl Harbor, and we, we saw every second of it because people were recording it on video. But when you, So when you're talking to a, a World War II vet, you know, they're describing things that you may not have the ability to see, and you're only knowing about it and hearing about it from that person. And I think one of the coolest things they ever did, I can't remember the, the exact name of it, was this uh, business where they uh, started, you know, having getting uh, World War II vets to just record their experiences, their memories? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Beyond that, uh, you know, uh, President Biden is going to be speaking with Vlad Putin today. I'm sure Vlad is shaking in his boots. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to go. Is he going to even know who the dude is? Joe, Joe, it's Vlad. It is Vlad. Putin. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, what's that, champ? Putin. It's Vlad. Russia. Putin. Oh, jeez. He doesn't know who I am. You know what I mean? Now, listen, champ. <laughs> I used to live in Ukraine. In fact, you know, I, 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 I built the Ukrainian nation from the ground up, champ. And I want you to stay out of Ukraine. Or you know what? I'm going to say stay out of Ukraine again. I'm so scared. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Used to deal with Comrade Pop. (laughs) Comrade Pop. Comrade Pop was a bad dude. (laughs) I don't know. He's rambling about cereal. I don't know what what he's saying. Are the, are, troops, are the troops ready? <laughs> What's that? Why are you smelling me? Why are you smelling me? Get away from me. I'll hit you. Are the troops ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure both G and Vlad are just shaking in their boots over this guy, man. <laughs> this guy who doesn't even know where he is. And I don't think he's got the COVIDs, man. I don't think his, I don't think lip-locking with his grandson. Is, he was. I think he's got the COVIDs. I mean, I, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um, I, I got to put this out there because this is just, this is just. Oh my god! I know it's probably not a big deal to some folks, but it was a TikTok video that came out a few days ago at a Bucky's here in Texas. And I'm not sure where the Bucky's was. Let me see if I can find that real quick. But this thing has gotten uh, more than uh, uh, 3.3 million views and nearly 200,000 likes. And uh, maybe I'll post I have posted it on my Facebook page, so if you're there, you can check it out. But it's uh, somebody doing a TikTok video. And they're, they're in a Bucky's, which I think is the Parthenon of, of convenience stores. It's... Bucky's is, you know, when it, when you're a convenience store guy like me and you love convenience stores anyway, is Bucky's is like the pyramids of Giza. You know what I mean? It's like the Roman Dam Coliseum. It's the Notre Dame, if you will, of convenience stores. It's just magnificent. There's nothing, 
more breathtaking than a Bucky's. I remember the first time I walked into a Bucky's, Chris, I was like, I'm home. <laughs> These are convenience stores in Texas. I wept openly as I walked around, just gazing at all the weird crap you can buy. So this family is in Bucky's, and they're obviously not from Texas. And they say, boy, these Texans sure do like their gophers. They referred to Bucky as a gopher. As you know, a lower form of vermin than your average uh, beaver. Uh, Gophers are mere rats next to beavers. Gophers uh, may be able to dig a hole, but they can't build a dam with with these tail. They can't do it. So that's the first sin they committed. They referred to Bucky as a freaking gopher. And then the next thing they do is they were mispronouncing the name of the store and calling it Bussies. Bussies. You know, I mean, go back, wherever the hell you're from, get your ass back there, man. You don't walk into a Bucky's in, in, in Texas and start calling Bucky, Bucky a freaking gopher and then start calling it Bussies. Communists. I a bunch how, of communists. I wonder how many people walked by them and said under their breath, oh, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> These bussy nuggets, are they good? What are they made of? Gopher turds. Oh, God. <laughs> what? I love Bucky's, You're really man. bothered by this. Well, I love Bucky's, man. I don't get there very often anymore as when I lived in, in your neck of the woods, but... Uh, Every time I go, it's damn near a religious experience. It really is for me because I love convenience stores anyway. Plus, it's you know it's like the only exercise you get because you have to park you know halfway across town. You have to park halfway across town, <laughs> and just walking the length of a Bucky's will tire right. you out, man, because they're big ass stores. So you know the one in New Braunfels is huge. Yeah, yeah, it is. That was the first one I've ever been to. Same here. Magnificent, magnificent. Whenever Takes we go, your breath away. Whenever we go to Arkansas. My wife has it planned out because I think there are three Bucky stores <laughs> between here and there. You hit everyone. And we have to hit every one of them. Like New Braunfels. We just left home. <laughs> you still got to stop, yeah. man. So we have to stop. Then there's one just outside of Waco. Right, right. You know, so we, we'll hit that one. And then there's one in Royce City, which right. is on the other side of Dallas. Right. So we have to stop there. And that'll be the last one. So, so you're buckied out probably by the time you get home after all that. Yeah, it's like, you know, I can only visit those clean men's rooms so many times. Oh, I could live in one. I, my wife ever kicked me out, I'd probably just go live in the bathroom at Bucky's. Well, Actually, bathroom's your hiding place. Well, right. that's right. And it's yeah. like, it's, so you're right. Bathrooms are my hiding place, Chris. And the ones at Bucky's are like cathedrals. Yeah, what? they are. The first time I ever went into a stall at one, I thought, this is bigger than my first apartment. <laughs> like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I could put a TV right there. <laughs> King on your throne. Yeah, pretty much. That's right. Uh, okay, 210-599-5555, Uh Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, uh, hang on a second, and we're going to tell you about some things when we get back. I want to talk about the term Latinx. Latinx. Uh, when we get back... This is Dave Ramsey. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us at News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Uh, 925 on News Talk 550, KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Is everybody having fun? Alec Baldwin, he just continues to wake up every day and find new and interesting ways to prove to the world what an incredible piece of crap he is. He just can't help himself. He just can't help it. He can't help himself. He and his wife, Hilaria, the chick with a fake accent, uh, tweeted uh, or Instagrammed a a photo of them kissing. Because we love to see Alec and Hilaria kiss, don't we? Chris, don't you wake up in the morning, wow, I hope Alec Baldwin, you know, tongue kisses his wife in an Instagram post today. They're so adorable. They're so freaking precious. So he Instagrams this photo of him kissing his wife, and uh, the caption is, Tis the season. <laughs> Are we so cute? We're so cute. We're so cutesy-poochy. 
Dude. <laughs> Dude. There's a little boy out there in the world because of your actions that's having his first Christmas without without his mom. There's a father and a husband who's having his first Christmas without without his wife. Could you show a little self-control, dude? I know he's not listening to me right now. But just show a little freaking self-control over you. Get a hold of yourself, man. What a jackass he is. And also, I was looking at this article by uh, Emily Miller. Uh, Top 10 Alec Baldwin excuses for shooting. Uh, Number one, he didn't pull the trigger. Number two, the gun misfired by the hammer. Number three, actors don't check guns if guns are loaded. Uh, which George Clooney basically said he's a full, he's full of crap on that one. Number four, the victim thought the gun was unloaded. So, in other words, if she thought it was unloaded, he's not responsible. Number five, actors can point guns at people on movie sets. Number six, the crews loaded the live round. Number seven, the assistant director should have found the live round. Number eight, the armorer is both capable and at fault. Number nine, he's not criminally li- criminally liable. And number ten, the victim didn't get to the hospital fast enough. Oh boy, that's my favorite favorite one. He said in that interview with Stephanopoulos that uh, he didn't believe they didn't bring a helicopter in, or they they they, they, they he couldn't believe they didn't put her in a car and drive her to the hospital while, because they waited for the helicopter to come. God, what a jerk. And, but do you think people in his own community give a crap? Do you think that they're, they're, that they're, cause some of them are rallying behind him and you'll get through this, Alec. I don't think George Clooney thinks much of him. But brother, I, I don't think the rest of the country thinks a whole lot of you right now. <laughs> and the dude, he just continuously goes out of his way, goes out of his stinking way to be obnoxious. It's bizarre. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We've got to take a little break, and we'll be right back. It's Sean on New Stock five fifty KTSA. And we're back. New Stock five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. How are you? You having a good time? So you know, I I I hate that word. Let how's it pronounced, Chris? Latinx. I sound like a redneck. I'm going to say Latinx. Uh, but we have a, a representative, I believe, from Arizona. Let me bring the story up here again. Who is a Democrat, you know, of all people. Because this is largely a Demipuke thing, right? And he's like, and he's a, he's a Hispanic. His name is, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Representative Gallego. Did I say that right, Ruben? How do I say it? Is it two L's? Yes. Gallego. Gallego. Okay, I'm just on CD on disc number one with the Spanish thing, okay? Ruben Gallego. Ruben Gallego. Of Arizona. Of Arizona. Now I'm slipping in those Ricardo Maltawan again. And uh, he was being critical of uh, the Democrats, and he's a Democrat. Uh, yesterday over their use of the general general neutral term Latinx when referring to the Hispanic community. He brought up a poll, the Ben Dixon and Armadi poll, a recent poll, which says uh, only 2% of Hispanics use that term and 40% of it find it offensive. My wife hates it. And so he said, to be clear, my office is not allowed to use Latinx in official communications. When Latino politicos use the term, it is largely to appease white, rich progressives uh-huh. yeah, who think that uh, is, that is the term to use. It is a vicious circle of confirmation bias. And, uh, and he, keeps, he just goes on and on. He says, look, y'all. <laughs> this is a, t- a tweet. He actually writes, y'all. Hispanic, Latin American, Hispanic and Latin American are gender neutral. So we already have gender neutral, gender neutral options to describe the Latino community. 
adding an X and creating a new word comes off as performative. Now, that's a word I like. In other words, you're putting on a show. It's performative. And uh, let's see, it will not lose you an election. He just tweeted about this all day. It will not lose you an election, but if your staff and consultants use Latinx in your mass communication, it likely means they don't understand the Latino community and is indicative of deeper problems. That's a Democrat, baby. And he's absolutely right. Do you know who the most annoying people, some of the most annoying people on planet Earth are, don't you? Honky liberals. Sanctimonious cracker liberals. Who think that they can because they're just be, merely because they're liberals, right, Chris? And they use the, t- the term Latinx, and uh, you know, and, and that they they can speak on such things. It's very sanctimonious. It's really barfy, and it's actually somewhat insulting. Oh, look at these poor little Mexicans, Chris. They don't know how to be gender neutral, so we'll give them a new word. Let's call it Latin. Well, it's, it's the desperation to find uh, a safe word because, you know, it's like, well, do we call them black? Do we call them African-American? Well, it kind of depends up to the preference. But, well, if I invent a word, then you can't be offended by it. <laughs> it says me. It says me. Yeah, you start calling them black X, Chinese X, <laughs> Muslim X. <laughs> Yeah, I you know that's the, that's the one thing about the woke crowd that really just makes me want to barf. Is they really think they're smart enough to think for everybody else? You know what I mean? Hey, is there anybody listening? Is there anybody listening who prefers the term Latinx? Why don't you call us on the phone? You know, that's how most honky liberals think of Hispanics, though. You know what I mean? They all talk like that. Like in the old 50s westerns, you know? They'd slap a big stupid mustache on a white guy. He'd speak in that really noble sort of, you know, know, contrived accent. If you uh, approve of the word Latinx, please call us on the phone and tell us why you support it. To Juan Juan Zero. (laughs) To Juan Zero. Five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You need to get to the numbers part of your Spanish CDs. <laughs> I got a little ways to go there. I'm still learning how to find the bathroom. Okay. Daniel, say bathroom. Daniel, say bathroom. Daniel, it just goes on and on like that. Say where is the bathroom? Donde es el baño? Donde es el baño? Say, I have to really use the bathroom badly. <laughs> Necesito mucho. Necesito mucho. <laughs> That's how I'm learning Spanish, man. I'll be retired before I can actually speak it on the radio, you know what I mean? Wait a minute, did I say retired? Radio guys, radio guys don't retire. I'm just losing my crap here. Two one zero five nine nine. We radio guys don't retire. They just end up either playing Lionel Richie songs at midnight or calling bingo numbers. It's one of the two. That'll be me someday, Chris. And the balls are mixed. B seven. You're freaking accurate with a forecast for tonight. Dark. Esteban. Is Esteban on line one? Esteban, how you doing? CM on line one. If I hear the word Latinx, I will say the I will say the word that is spelled P I N C H E. Well, don't don't spell it out. We know what you mean. <laughs> I know I know that Spanish. <laughs> and then the proper proper gender for gringo or gringa. <laughs> it is kind of silly, know. isn't it? Because, you're, like I said, if you use that term, you're completely right. That's a patronizing, sanctimonious, self-righteous, and I'm going to use the Spanish to describe you. Right. I concur. All right, Esteban, thank you for the call. You know, it's like how they feel they can, you know, label all straight people cisgender. You know what I mean? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Well, you're cis, and you're a sissy. And now we are going to take a break. So if anyone in the Latinx community, I'm sorry, 
If you're cis or no. If you're cis or no, what pronouns would you like me to use for you? And it's like some white dude talking like that. Watch this, baby. I know how to, I know how to talk to him. What is your name? All right. 210-599-5555. Oh, it's so sexy, honey. How you talk to the little Mexican. <laughs> Where can we buy some patchouli in this town? San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Sean, hi. So if you have any uh, further comments on Latinx, give us a ring. Is that Chano there on line one? Ben, talk to him. Yes, Sean. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Bright, beautiful, blue day in Laredo. Excellent. You know, this Latinx, I don't agree with it. You know, there's Latino and Latina. And, you know, I think we're going to go with that, you know. <laughs> Just we're going to keep it simple, right? Uh, we don't run in that crowd. You don't want some sanctimonious Caucasian liberal telling you uh, uh, what you should call yourself? Come on. We already got Beto for that. <laughs> Have now, a great day. All right, thanks, John. <laughs> Bye-bye, man. Now there's a Latinx, man. Hola. Okay, when you refer to me, please, from now on, call me a Latinx. I'm Beto the Latinx. Did you see this uh, in Austin? Uh, uh, you know, Austin schools are having a lot of trouble. They're having trouble with drugs. I forget which school. they. Maybe it was all of them. They took all the doors off the bathrooms. Because uh, little boogers are going in there and, and, and doing drugs. So, they, you know, plus Austin sucks right now. Well, it always kind of did suck as long as I've been here. But it sucks really bad now with all, for a lot of different reasons. But there, there was a substitute teacher who last Friday, for some strange reason, brought a karaoke machine to class. And there's a video of it. You can see it if you look up the story. And for some bizarre reason, for some unexplained reason, when the substitute teacher begins class, he fires up the karaoke machine, which not only, and I actually was looking into a karaoke machine just the other day. Uh, I might get myself one to do for poetry readings and stuff like that. But this one this one had all, had all the disco lights and crap. And he... First off, it is a dude. Dude fires up the karaoke machine and starts singing Toxic by Britney Spears. And you can hear the kids laughing. And uh, if you watch the video, it's hilarious because, first off, the dude can't sing. And secondly, they're, they're like, why is he? There's no explanation. Dude just comes out, fires up a karaoke machine, and starts sing, singing Britney Spears. With the disco lights. Um, administrators intervened. Uh, and uh, and uh, this person was, the substitute teacher was asked to leave for not following the district's best practices, whatever the hell that means. And I am told, at least Trey added this to the story, I'm not sure, but that on the way, that when the administrators told him to leave, he, he had switched over to Lady Gaga. Or maybe because he, he, he left and found work at another high school and did the same damn thing where he fires up a karaoke machine. He doesn't tell anybody why. He doesn't explain it in the class. And I think the second time around he was singing Lady Gaga. Uh, yang, 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 yang. And, and it's just a bizarre thing to do. Just some weird performance art or something like that. I think that's what it is. You know, I think he's just one of those guys. I think he went, he's gone through all the trouble to become a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. 
just so he could do this weird crap. But what he really wanted to do was be a sidewalk performer. Unfortunately, <laughs> that doesn't pay very well. And, so, and you don't want to be on those sidewalks in Austin anyway. No. Get hobo crap on your karaoke well, machine. You know, you'd probably step on somebody sleeping. Sleeping or, yeah, right. The, the odd pile of excrement, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm thinking it's like a, it's like a performance art thing, like you were saying. Yeah. Because he has to know, first off, it's a dude singing chick songs. Yeah. And he has to know the little boogers are going to pull out their phones and start recording. Right. And he's, he's purpose. He, I think he's bad on purpose. And it's the beauty of it. You know? <laughs> it's kind of amusing. <laughs> it really is. He knows he stinks. And right. so he just makes it worse. And I, I, you know, I just, I, I, if I was in, still in high school and a substitute teacher started doing that, I'd laugh my ass off. Oh, yeah, I'd want him back. Because it would be even funnier if they don't explain it. Right. Well, it's, it's easy to go viral these days if you're willing to embarrass yourself. And I don't think there's an easier way to embarrass yourself than to surround yourself with teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Excellent observation, Absolutely Mr. Glasgow. You, you, last time I went karaoke, it was with you, I think. Is that right? At Steely Nevada's wow. years ago. Been a while. And I uh, can't remember what I sang that night or if I sang at all. Yeah, you did. With, with you the, sang with... uh, a Whalen song. Oh, did I? Yeah, because you asked, you said, hey, uh, could you roll some video on this? Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you've erased that since, I I've hope. had like seven glasses of beer and I'm knee-deep in pickle shots. And I'm oh. hoping that you could... Roll some video on my pickle video. shots. Yeah, I'm That's glad those days are behind. Well, me. Hey, you got a, You got a good round of applause from and some I, people. Yeah, I used to love karaoke, man. I really did. My problem is the older I get, the less I'm able to. The less wind I can dredge up to sing songs. Yeah, I used to be able to do a mean "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Mm-hmm. I no, I could, man. Serious, mm-hmm. serious up, man. Listen, bra. No, I could. Back in like 30 years ago, I could. Right. I think the last karaoke, I was probably in my 30s at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. And I had, I'd had a few, so I thought it'd be fun to sing Like a Virgin by Madonna. <laughs> Sometimes the <laughs> most interesting thing to do is to do a chick song. Right. We got to take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Justice Department has filed suit against the state of Texas for violating Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. As the Supreme Court has observed, a core principle of our democracy is that, quote, voters should choose the representatives, not the other way around. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, sit down, Merrick. Sit down. Say about racism. It's about you cheating. Two one zero cheating elections. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So as we speak, I believe uh, the video call is happening between President Biden and Vlad Putin, which I'm sure began something like this. And you are what's your name, champ? <laughs> and uh, as you heard during the news report, there, um, wow, some harsh. Harsh stuff is going to happen if because Vlad's loading up his troops on, on the uh, Ukrainian border, and man, if he rolls one troop into Ukraine, Biden's really going to do some bad stuff. He's got the pen and paper ready. He's like, got the, to write him a really nasty note. And what do we just hear? Okay, uh, let's see. Economic sanctions. Well. <laughs> We don't really have any economic sanctions. What, what are we going to do? What, like what? We got to start taxing imports of vodka. I mean, what what exactly are the economic hardships we're going to level against? Because the the ABC reporter is like economic. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not uh, tariffs. Uh, economic uh, sanctions. Harsh economic sanctions against Russia. Like who? And then uh, they, uh, she even mentioned that uh, the possibility uh, will be on the table of limited troops, of sending troops to Ukraine. How do you feel about that? Would you like to see American troops in Ukraine? Huh? Seriously, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. 
Would you be okay with uh, the United States of America, if Putin rolls into Ukraine, would you be okay sending U.S. troops to Ukraine? I wouldn't be. See, before, when Trump was in power, we were, and Trey was talking about this this morning, we were energy independent. Uh, We were on the precipice of exporting oil. People were going to buy our freaking oil. Okay? For all we know, Putin was going to buy our freaking oil. And uh, if, if if someone is buying your oil, you want to talk about some economic sanctions you can lay down. Oh, boy, that one hurts. But Biden, in his infinite wisdom, while he's shutting down pipelines here uh, in the States, he was opening up pipelines uh, in that part of the world uh, uh, for uh, Russia to use. So Russia's got plenty of oil. So I'm not really certain what exactly the economic sanctions are going to be. Don't you really kind of get the feeling that it's just going to be a sharply worded letter? Because that's how this administration rolls, right? I'm going to write you such a nasty letter. Make you feel bad. Oh, boy. Vlad Putin has more than likely killed people with his bare hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? That dude rides around shirtless on tigers, okay? I wonder if the president will challenge him to a push-up contest. Hey, champ, let's get on the floor, okay? <laughs> champ, can you help me get down on the floor? I mean, I'm sure Putin's just, you know, shaking in his boots during this call. Whatever you do, don't write me a letter. (laughs) They're going to write me a letter. (laughs) I've killed people with my own hands. (laughs) Guess what will happen to the postal carrier when that letter arrives? It might accidentally fall out of a window of a very tall building and get poisoned on the way down. Jeez. Yeah, I'm sure he this will is wake some... up to find his delivery donkey with no legs. <laughs> I'm sure this is some tense, tense negotiating going on right now. You know, Putin's probably just sitting there looking at him, right into the camera. You know, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Gets all Ivan Drago on him. I must break you. I must break you. They had an ambassador drown in a vat of vodka out there, didn't they? They did, didn't they? He got out three times to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's funny. Mark, you're on you're on News Talk five fifty KTSA. What are you thinking? Just real quick, you know what 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 they should do, Adam Schiff and Biden's administration, Department of Justice, they should just go get Trump. Throw him in that Oval Office and start cross-examining Trump. He's supposed to be a Russian spy, and and ask Trump just cross-examine Trump, say what the hell is going on with Russia? What are they doing? What are you... Right, because Trump is he was a Russian asset. That's right. This, I mean, this administration is it, so embarrassing, man. It's, you know, Biden's not going to do crap. Man. No, he's not. Economic sanctions? What kind? What no, kind of economic sanctions are we talking about here? That you know that really made this country what it what it's supposed to be, right? And this this administration just it's just it, it, it's pathetic to think an administration like this is doing is just is just running the country like that. It it, it just smells all over, man. It right. does. I I agree, Mark. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Well, yeah, seriously, what what kinds of economic sanctions? See, they like like ABC and CBS and all the weirdos in the media. They toss this stuff out and act like ooh. But they know as well as anybody else, the moron crowd isn't going to look into that. The moron crowd is going to just sit there and go, they're going to do really bad economic sanctions on Russia. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> Some scary stuff there. I'm sure I'm sure Vlad Putin is rattled having this topic, the uh, discussion going on. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Oh, also, this came out yesterday. I saw this on Breitbart. Uh, this morning, actually last night, that uh, apparently the White House is now concerned about corruption in the art world. Let me say that again. Right now, apparently, the White House is is uh, uh, concerned about corruption in the art world. 
They are uh, going to be via the Department of Justice. They're going to be looking at, you know, theft of high price art, which rich people, I guess, squat, you know, squirrel away in warehouses, illegal sales of art. He's going to appoint an art czar. Will that be Hunter? Be the Zart. The Zart. But it's a it's a little rich, man. That they won't comment on Hunter to, uh, Hunter, on Hunter Biden, who has made o- almost eight hundred thousand dollars on his crappy art, and nobody knows who the buyers are. Do you think they could be Chinese? Do you think they got Chinese names? You know, but Hunter was not mentioned in this in this release yesterday at all. That's boy, that's rich, man. Yeah, you look into that art, that corruption in the art world, man. You go right ahead with your bad self. You know what that's all about. And this is why they, this, this is why the moron crowd, you know, they, they, you and I, they don't, I'll say this yesterday, they don't give a crap that you and I know that they're full of crap. Right? They just need a steady flow, a steady parade of morons who just accept everything they say. Because if you say, hey, we're going to look into corruption in the art world, then the average moron who voted for Biden will say, well, Hunter's got to be on the up and up because, look, his old man's looking into corruption in the art world. And then in the midterms come along and you try to use Hunter as an excuse to say, nope, they did an investigation, remember? Right. Jeez. And the morons will just be like, okay, all right, okay, whatever you say. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us here at News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back twenty minutes after ten. I want to talk to John real quick before we talk to Rudy J. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. What are you thinking? Just, uh, well, I'm thinking that uh, the only leverage Biden really had in Probably be much to his and supporters' consternation is he can uh, threaten to reopen the oil pipelines and uh, start pumping more oil. Well, he's not going to do that though because oil bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's the only leverage he has. I, I think he's full of crap. I don't think he has any leverage because he's not going to do that because that would upset his base. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. I think a sharply worded letter is probably what Vlad's going to get. Rudy J. from ESPN's Morning Show, the uh, sports star with Rob Thompson, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. How are you, sir? I'm lovely. How are you all? You all I'm, good? I'm fine. I was, Rudy just came in while I was watching another one of these dumb Dude, videos. I'm like, what? He was eating like 18 eggs? It's some, Chris, have you seen it? It's some little like Korean kid or Chinese kid, skinny little girl. And she eats, she just sits there and she eats what looks to be about 20 hard-boiled eggs. Whole. Whole. Just She's swallows them down, my, man. Yeah. And a big bowl of ramen. A big bowl of ramen, and she sucks that up, man. This is the true value of, of, of social media, I believe. That's, that's, so when you get lost <laughs> on YouTube or whatever, where do you normally get lost? On YouTube? I don't really spend a lot of time on YouTube. Well, where do you get lost on Facebook or Twitter? Facebook, or it's just dumb videos like that. Okay. <laughs> I like stupid videos that I get have lost absolutely on. no value whatsoever. I get lost on animal stuff. Do you? Shark attacks. <laughs> crocodiles i'm a big national geographic guy i don't watch tv anymore like that unless it's sports right so i just go to youtube and watch get caught up on all my animal stuff you know i will sit and watch animal attacks too Me but too. it's not general animal stuff it's animal attacks yes when animals attack i'm always i'm always, <laughs> I'm always like befuddled at the 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 tiger or the chimpanzee people yeah like you didn't know that chimp was going to kick your ass one day <laughs> They'll rip your face off, man. A yeah, couple, couple you know, of other things, you too. You didn't know that Bengal tiger was one day going to eat you? Yeah, you know I mean? I love the, have you ever seen the one where the, it's, the, it's the interview, a t- a, like, a, like, a, like a local TV interview, and dude brings a freaking bear out? Yeah. And the woman comes in unexpectedly from the side, and the bear just goes for her, man. Yeah, You've I've seen, seen that, that one? Yeah, I'm like, dude, what are y'all doing? Are the snakes? <laughs> I love all the sharks, especially sharks. Sharks are cool. Because it's like, I don't know what I do, you know, but... Because you can't get away. You can't outswim them. Yeah. You know what you're supposed to do when you encounter a shark? Is I heard about this growing up on hit the Hit him bay. in the nose or what? You're supposed to hit him in the nose. But how am I supposed to focus and calm down long enough to well, accurately the... punch him in the nose? Well, that's the trick of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just panicking and swimming and kicking. You're not going to do Who's calm enough to be like, okay, hold on. I'm going to punch the I'll shark. punch him right in the nose. Like, in the nose. Dude. 
Anyway. <laughs> like Chris. Yeah, I, I get lost on the internet too. It's like a vortex, isn't it? Yeah. Like you just get sucked into it. I like pranks. pranks I like watching fun. clown pranks. Clown pranks? Yeah, where people dress up as clowns and scare people. Oh, and they come out and yeah. appear to like bash some dude's head in with yeah. a big hammer. Those are hilarious. Those are creepy. Those are fun. It's fun. So. I like, uh, there's, there's all these videos and I'll watch a bunch of these where like a dude is constantly pranking his woman. Oh, you ever see those? <laughs> It's like he's constantly throwing water on her, whipped right. cream, and she's totally down because they're going viral. Right, right. I mean, right. she's still surprised. She doesn't know when it's coming, but she's down. She must they're be getting down checks with it. from YouTube. That's what that's what's all about, man. Clicks go viral, man. Go viral. I don't want to go viral. I can't think of any reason to go viral for me because I'm I'm really quite boring off the air. Are you? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're quite interesting. Actually. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I swallow eggs like this chick on the end. Uh, the... <laughs> No, I'll eggs. kick my diver down and swallow eggs. Yeah. Chrissy, we, we need some. We need to brainstorm some ideas for something for me to do. Yeah, let's go viral. And go viral. I want in. Like picking my nose for, you know, an hour straight or something like that. Handless cupcake eating. Handless cup. Handless, handless cupcake eating. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not that talented. <laughs> the sugar rush alone, man, might yeah. give me diabetes. So what's going on with you? Anything else going on with you? you got anything uh, what's on? going on? This week, anything that's interesting? No. <laughs> no. I wish I had something good to tell you. Oh, uh, you're all right. I did, tell you, I did tell you about the Bucky story. Yeah. Who's, again, I went to public school. I'm not the I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I do a good job of sounding things out right. before I speak. Right. And how he got bussies with that C there <laughs> is beyond me. Again, only right. buses I know is that little flea market we used to have right. over on 35. So, yeah, because we were talking about how this, somebody videotaped or, or recorded this family who obviously weren't from Texas at a Bucky's. Right. And they're calling it Bussies. And they called it a what? They called Bucky a gopher. Is it, boy, these Texans really love their gophers, don't they? What the hell, man? <laughs> that just makes you want to say, get out. Take your ass home. I don't where your carpet bag and ass came from. And get on out of here now. Go yeah. on, get Come on, Buses. Let's, let's sound it out like we learned in third grade. <laughs> Rudy J, man. Thanks My for, man. Thanks for coming Love by. Uh, Love you Chris, too, man. Morning you. show on the Sports Star, the ES- ESPN station, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. with uh, Rudy J and Rob Thompson. It's a great show. Check it out. I, I pay him a visit uh, like uh, once every morning around 930 just to say hi. Because we're all one big happy family. I just go by, Chris, and I say hi. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh, also, uh, we we're hearing more and more disturbing stuff about this this couple, this crumbly couple, whose son Ethan killed four people at the Oxford High School, and wounded a whole bunch of others. Uh, apparently, uh, a neighbor had called CPS on them on a number of occasions in in previous years when the kid was young, when he was like eight. They would leave him home alone with no phone, and they'd go out and drink. And apparently he would go over to the neighbor, eight-year-old would go over to the neighbor's house and ask to borrow their phone. So I guess he could try to get a hold of his mom and dad, who were out boozing it up. So we just keep hearing more and more disturbing stuff about what was going on in this house prior to when he started killing people at the high school. Two, also, they're, they're, they're also looking into, just as an update, they're looking into possibly charging some of the folks at the school. For not looking into his, for knowing something was wrong and not checking his backpack and not st- sending him home or something like that. So, uh, the more we learn about the story, the darker it gets. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean High, 10:36 on a Tuesday. It's no longer Monday. Yay! This is uh. First off, we're glad Monkey Face made it home, the cat that was gone for six years. You heard Don Morgan reporting on this. A cat named Monkey Face. <laughs> a cat named Monkey Face had wandered off uh, six years ago at some a family here in San Antonio. And uh, Animal Services found right the cat and ended up in some other neighborhood and was sick. Right. Somebody saw the cat. So right, it wasn't doing well. Right, contacted ACS. He had a chip, and a monkey face had a had a chip. 
So they knew who the owners, the previous owner, owners were. Right. And so they reunited Monkey Face with, with his or her owners. Is it her? It's a kitten or a she? It's a, a shim? Are it's they? a male. It's a male? Monkey right. Face? Chris and I had just sort of the same reaction to that, that if a cat, if your cat wanders off, it's probably because your cat doesn't like you. I'm just saying. They're not, you know what I mean? Sure. Maybe they they didn't like being called Monkey Face. Maybe Monkey Face didn't like the freaking food they were serving. Yeah. In other words, in Monkey Face's mind, he's like, oh, great, I'm back. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Can you imagine if that's the case? You know, and the the family goes back and they... Open the open the little pet carrier that Monkey Face is being kept in, and the cat the cat looks up and goes, "Damn it! <laughs> Six years of freedom! I'm right back! Oh my Why God. the hell do you think I left? Not because I liked it here. Why did you let the kids name me? Why'd you let the kids name Monkey Face? Yeah, like I'm gonna be the Lion King someday. Here's Lion so, King Monkey Face. Just gonna warn you right now. Hope you got a new couch. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna scratch the crap out of that. I'm tearing that crap up. Everything's mine. Watch. <laughs> well, no, it'll be like the Steve McQueen cat, and they'll just keep trying to escape again. Right. It'll hop a wire fence on, a, on like one of the kids' little scooters or something. Yeah. Dan and dan dan and dan. dan. <laughs> you know what else monkeys do? <laughs> they throw their poop. They'll start crapping on their shoes. Maybe he'll well, like Clint Eastwood and escape from Alcatraz and leave like a little stuffed monkey face. <laughs> leave it in his cat carrier. His little cat, his little cat bed. He'll, he'll stitch together a couple of toys. <laughs> in the meantime, he's halfway across town. He, he's, in, he's already on his way to Austin. <laughs> he's, he's up in New Braunfels. He's in New Braunfels scoring like Charlie Sheen with the female cats in that town. <laughs> no, seriously, like I left because I hated their food and they called me monkey face. Little do they Six know. Six freaking years later. Little do they know the cat called them dog face. Right. <laughs> dog face. Yeah, monkey face me a jerk. Yeah. All right. Uh, 210 Should have gone with Jar Jar. His new name is Jar Jarvis. <laughs> I don't care. Call you whatever you want. He doesn't have anything to do with me anymore. Either. Oh, Jarvis, the love of He doesn't like me at all. Anymore. I know the cats like me. I don't know why. You can call him Jar Jar. I don't care. Call him Monkey Face. I'll forget his name soon because I never see him. What's he? What's he doing? He's just abandoned me. He doesn't want anything to do with me. He's still in the house. He's still he? in the house, but he doesn't let me pet him or nothing. What did I do? The hell did I do to him? You embarrass him. I embarrass him. He doesn't listen to the freaking radio. I saved him, man. He was going to be fox food, and I saved. He was going to be. <laughs> he was going to be. He was going to be a late night snack for a feral hog. He was and gonna, I saved his ass. He's going to be on the street with Monkey Face, and Sean came along and picked him up. Oh God! So now, my, Loki's the only cat that still loves me. I don't, and, you know, he's one, always loved me. One out of five ain't bad. He could be Monkey Face too. Jeez, Monkey Face Junior. All right. <laughs> well, maybe one day we can find a pet that actually likes you. <laughs> Give me a freaking hamster. Give me a gerbil or a hamster. You can't run away; they're in a cage. Get a gopher. Get a gopher or a beaver. Yeah, there you go. Give me a big old beaver. 210-599-5555. Todd had to turn his mic off. What? I was connecting it to the Bucky story. Okay. Well, I, I felt, get a big old beaver. I felt as though I was going to sneeze, and therefore... You got I, something against beavers? Not at all. <laughs> it's a sneezer. <laughs> oh, holy crap. Okay, I, a I, damn fine animal. <laughs> I love I can, beavers. I can see you walking your beaver on the leash around there. Yeah. That's right. I got a pet beaver because I'm on the radio. What do you got? Freaking cat. You like those trees? Be ashamed if anything happened to them. <laughs> Be ashamed if something was to happen to them. <laughs> I like your Christmas lights. So does my gopher or my beaver. So does my freaking beaver. Right. The beaver take that tree down. All right. Uh, 210-599. I was going to talk about Kamala Harris and how awful she is, what an evil person apparently she is. I don't know if she owns Jar Jar doesn't like her. I don't, I don't know if she owns any beavers. But Kamala Harris. Welcome to another exciting edition of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. While Jim tries to tag the ear of a Bengal tiger, I'm going to pet my beaver. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm sorry. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ten, that was a great show. Old Jim always had to do the dangerous crap. <laughs> Marlon Perkins. Tonight, soft beaver. A staffer for Vice President Kamala Harris has tweeted a photo of himself saying that he loves working for her. <laughs> they absolutely we got to stop laughing. What are you laughing at? David Ginns, because all these staffers are coming out and saying she's an, she's an evil witch. One of the words used was soul-crushing. She, she offers soul-crushing uh, criticism, but she's also deeply insecure about her job and her abilities because she doesn't have any. And so a lot of her staffers are taken <laughs> off, man. She could have a job in broadcasting if this whole vice president thing doesn't work out. For her. <laughs> Soul crushing, yeah. in- insecure bully. There you go. Yeah, perfect. You'd be perfect. You'd be perfect for our business, yeah, man. Are, it's like you were dropped here from the heavens. To... <laughs> you mean you've known a few soul crushers over the years? Because I have. Yeah, a few too many. Yeah. I've known a few soul crushing dudes yeah, in radio, man. Right. Who were deeply, who were also conversely deeply insecure about their abilities. Yeah, a couple of them flung card tapes at my head over the years. Um, <laughs> you ever have a dude fling a card tape at you? No, I've been I've been the flinger before. <laughs> so apparently, because a lot of her staff are cutting bait, man, they can't they can't stand her. So she's mean and she's stupid. I mean, this is kind of what I'm getting. She's mean and stupid, which is a really bad combination. And so a lot of her staff, they're taking off and they're telling it. They're going to the press and saying she's awful. She is a horrible human being. And so David Ginz, who is deputy director of operations, posted a photo of himself sitting at his desk. And he tweets, hi, my name is David Ginz. I work for Vice President Harris on behalf uh, of the American people as deputy director for operations. And I absolutely love my job. Just thought some of you should know. Smiley face emoji. And he's just sitting there. But he's sitting at his desk, and it's in profile, and he's not smiling. You know how, like, when, like, uh, remember when when I, when uh, when Afghan, Afghanistan was lost, and all these Taliban dudes that showed up with guns at the TV station, right? Chris, you remember that? And the anchor's there. Everything is fine. I love the Taliban. That's kind of what I get from this. Don't you kind of get that feeling? It's kind of sterile. You know what I mean? Hi. Like, like if there's somebody, like Kamala Harris is standing behind him with a gun to his head. Tweet it. Tweet it. Your blood will be on that desk. Hi, my name is David Gens, and I absolutely love my job. Is this a video he posted on social media? No, it's just a picture. Oh, okay. If it's a video, we can go back and watch it. Well, he does. Perhaps he's blinking Morse code with his eyes. (laughs) Get me the hell out of here! Somebody retweeted and said it's a copious cry for help. (laughs) Because the dude is not smiling. Yeah, he's sitting there at his desk, looking like he's afraid of something. He's thinking to himself, damn you, Kelly Temporary Services. Next time, find me a job at a loading dock somewhere. I absolutely love my job. But it's not an exclamation point. It's a period. Yeah. Just thought some of you should know. It's a question mark. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking somebody put him up to that. Right. Come on, man. We're not buying the bull crap. 210 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Final few moments of the show. So whatever you feel like talking about, school. 210-599-5555. Let's go to uh, Jesse. Jesse, what's going on with you? I don't know about Pamela Harris, all these... All these liberals, they're going to take responsibility for all the mess-ups. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, they'll take responsibility, but it's not their fault. Right. Right. So, uh, you're double right. Standard. Double standard. Yep, I agree, I man. Agree. I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. Charles, Charles, how you doing? I'm doing good. No, come, you're wasting your time when you come out. There's no, there's no, there's no. There's no. There's no hope. There's no hope. There's no hope there. 
But this is what I wanted to let you know. I'm on the Sean Rima Exploratory Committee for Justice of the Peace Precinct too. And I'm for what? Since you already marry people, in other words, you're ordained anyway. So Justice of the Peace people, they marry people. So you might as well run in your precinct for Justice of the Peace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't done you any. Can do I, it too. I haven't done it. You have this morning gig, and you could do that in the afternoon. I haven't done any officiating for a while because I'm the last person anybody should be taking advice on when it comes to getting married. <laughs> <laughs> you can be Sean Rima, Judge. Judge Rima. Judge Rima. Uh, all right. Thanks for the Thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a lot of that officiating stuff anymore. You can name your 45 the gavel. The gavel. It's a 44. You're 44. It's a 44. The most powerful handgun in the entire world. Could blow your head clean off. Now, I know what you're asking yourself. Did he fire six shots or only five? To tell you, the, oh, I screwed it up. I've known this my whole life, and I screwed it up. Screwed it up. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. No, wait, wait. I got it now, Chris. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. But being as though this is, or being as this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the entire world, and could blow your head clean off, you have to ask yourself one question. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Someday I just want to be able to say that to somebody. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Adam. Son, how you doing? Pretty good, man. What's going on with you? Como estas? Doing, doing well. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, you know, Camila Harris is not somebody who dedicated her life to public service. She was just a whole, you know, I've said before in the show, she slept her way in the office. Right. She was having an affair with a married mayor. And right. And she eventually gave a side hole a job, you know, and. And she wonders, you know, I'm sure she wonders, like a lot of people, how the hell she became, you know, vice president. And, you know, I seriously doubt anybody, Putin, anybody takes, uh, you know, takes her or crazy Uncle Joe seriously. You know, they're, right. they're a bad joke, and the joke's on America. I agree, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for the call. <laughs> i got to ask Chris why he was laughing a few seconds ago. He's already talking to somebody else on the phone. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Whatever's on your brain. Yeah, I think the last officiate, uh, let's see, no, I, I think Don Morgan, I think he was the last person, the uh, couple that I married, he and his wife. I am a legally ordained minister of God, but I don't really do it anymore. I may pick it up again someday, but I, I'm one of those guys where you don't want to take life advice from me, okay? What's the old meme, Chris? Don't take life advice from me, you'll just end up drunk. You know, that's, yeah, so I, 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 got, to, I got to where I felt a little weird. You know, because part of the job of an officiant is you got to give you know talk a little bit about marriage and stuff, and it gets a little boring after a while when all you end up saying is, "Listen, uh, I want you to take this advice with you into your into this holy union. Don't do anything I would." Okay, there you go. Now you make us the bride. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, we haven't really heard anything yet as far as how the Putin, the Biden and the Putin call went. I'm sure it was laughable. Uh, because, first off, like I said at the beginning of the hour, what are we hearing now? If, if, the, if those damn Ruskies, if those damn Ruskies roll into Ukraine, we're going to write a really nasty letter. Apparently we've got some sort of economic hold on Russia. I'm not sure what that is anymore. And uh, even possibly rolling troops into the Ukraine. Does that sound like a plan to you? Does that sound like goodness to you? So uh, the thing is, a guy like Putin, man, he knows Joe Biden is totally full of crap. The thing about Putin is he can, he's one of those guys. He's ex-KGB, right? He could suss you up pretty quickly. He's got eyes like a snake, man. He's got eyes like a snake. And you notice that when he and uh, Trump ever got together, he treated Trump with a great deal of respect. Not to mention that Trump is about three feet taller than he, than, than Putin. But he didn't mess around with Trump. You remember when Biden and, and Putin got together that very first time? And Putin just looked like he wanted to crack up. He just the whole time, he looks like he's holding back his laughter. 
So uh, I have no idea what's going to happen with Ukraine, but I think Trey on, on where in Rima is right in that China and Russia uh, know that they have an opportunity right now, right, to uh, uh, get things rocking and rolling for both countries. And because if the if the if the Democrats can't successfully cheat the midterms, and if the Democrats can't successfully cheat the next presidential cycle, and a guy like DeSantis gets in, they're screwed. Yeah. So they gotta they gotta try to make this crap work now, man. While they got this mumbling old fool shuffling around. Hey Joe, try not to give Vlad the uh, the the corona. Oh wait, it's on, it's a video thing. Hey, try not to give the video camera worker the corona. Well, did you hear him yesterday, man? He sounds like hell. Well, hopefully the camera guy's not kissing on him. Ugh. Like like his grandson. I got a cold because my grandson likes to kiss his pop. Ugh. Didn't that just sound wrong when it came out of his mouth? Like, dude, what are you lip-locking with your own grandson for? What the hell's wrong with you? So we'll find out uh, how the Putin-Biden confab went. I'm sure Putin is uh, going to be up late. Several, you know, he's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Worrying about what we may do if he goes into Ukraine. I'm sure it's got him shivering in his boots. We'll see. Two, i got about a minute here if you want to join us. 210-599-5555. Otherwise, we'll be closing it out. Uh, I get lots of emails. If you want to email me, that's cool. I do read all of my emails. I don't respond to all of my emails. But it's Sean at KTSA.com, Sean at KTSA.com. And we do tend to read hate mail on the air. So if you really hate my stinking guts, tell me how much you hate me. We'll read it on the air and mock you for it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Rudy J from ESPN, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. And we'll see you tomorrow. News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye.